the brain and the heart should always exist in harmony. Find the balance between exercising your daily daily decisions, the things that you do every day, using both of them. Welcome to Soulful Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Emma Evelyn Campbell, and you're listening to the right podcast if you're ready to push past your limitations, navigate your fears, and live a life aligned with your truth. I believe we can express our true nature and power when we get to know who we truly are. And this podcast gives you the tools and resources to do exactly that. So join us as myself and guests share our soul's truth so that you can feel safe to share yours. Don't forget to head to the show notes to get even more involved with the community. Now, let's get on with our episode for today. It's absolutely true. It's just like following the mm. instinct following that thing that speaks mm. to you so if you want to give our listeners mm. just a little bit about yourself and and what is your mission in what you are doing right now and, and that big why that's behind your mission well I guess the my mission is to I love this question it's always you know I think if I uh, if you would have asked me this uh, a few years back it would have been a totally different one mm. but since the recent journey and the recent happenings um, I feel like my mission is to empower people and to guide people to understand themselves and to find ways to make peace within themselves and to with all of this is with the intention to enhance the quality of their lives and to experience a more beautiful and more Mm. peaceful life that that would be that is my mission something Mm. that kind of drives me yeah is to enhance the quality of their lives by helping them and empowering them understand themselves and connect with themselves Mm, because that is something that we're lacking so much is that connection with ourselves right yeah absolutely and with in the moment that you will connect with yourself and you will understand yourself, you'll be better able to connect with people around you and understand Mm. people around you better. Mm. And therefore, enjoy your life because the underlying quality of of our lives will be determined by our connections, how we connect with people, how meaningful we connect with people, right? Mm. And of course, it's that's how we connect with ourselves Mm. because that's how it starts, isn't it? Totally. So what, what's that big why that got you wanting to follow this path and really help empower people to find that connection within themselves? It's also because I have been uh, through a very transformational journey myself, mental, physical and emotional in the past. It was less than two years. It's one and a half year ago this all this happened, which I'm probably going to go later a bit more into. Um, but that's what where I have um, learned and understood some very deep truths about myself, at least, and about life in my own view. And um, it has to do with the way that people are going through life and um, the, what's in the background of our whys and why we do it and um, the intention is to is to understand that we are responsible for the way that we interact with the world and the way we think and the way we feel and everything that's happening inside of us it, it will be a reflection of what's happening on the outside so 
when we understand that we are responsible for our own resonance, for our own peace, because we're, it's linked to trying to wanting to make peace within. So if I make peace with myself, then outside I would reflect also a sense of peace and other people will pick up, you will pick up and someone else will pick up and someone else will pick up and therefore there'll be more of us feeling and being on the same resonance. So I guess the main intention is to really, especially after all this, um, all this that has happened globally, we all have been through a crisis life, right? The COVID mm. uh, and the pandemic. So our resonance as, a, as globally has kind of dropped and there was a lot of ups and downs. So it's more of a global resonance, you know, enhancement to help. If Because if I help myself and I know myself and I can help other people too, you know, one of us make many of us, like a, it makes a village and then more and then more so that we all contribute to this kind of overall peace and global resonance and raising of awareness mm. and consciousness. Mm, which is just, it's so important as we move from, especially, like you said, especially the past year, that we actually start moving into a place where people are living the lives that they truly want to live. And the only way we can do that is if we learn to connect with ourselves. But I think a lot of people struggle with that. And a lot of people look to the outside world to shape who they are rather than starting with themselves. So how do we first take those steps to really begin going within ourselves and connecting with ourselves first? Well, I have been searching, you know, I'm sure there are many of us who are going through this journey of seeking, you know, of finding the truth of um, there comes a point in our life where we start asking questions about what is true, what isn't true. Mm -hmm. Is this my belief? Is this right? Is this wrong? And so sometimes people do this uh, intentionally, like, I'm, I'm really happy to see, by the way, young people going through this journey now, and there's more and more and more. And this contributes to what I've just mentioned before, this raising of resonance and awareness and consciousness, which is great. Um, but most of us, most of us really don't do that intentionally. Um, usually it, ha it happens through a life crisis. Mm -hmm. And this is linked to my big why. I have discovered this through this life crisis and what has happened in the past 18 months or so so I, I i i've done it the question was why right what was the question why how can we so how can we actually start to connect with ourselves first before we begin looking outside of ourselves to to make yes. this peace and to find this peace Yes, great. So in my case, I'm going quickly. I'm going to quickly share um, mm. my my part of how I experienced this. Uh, it was through a life crisis, and all of us, um, we will sometimes at some point in our lives experience some sort of life crisis. It can be a breakup. It can be a divorce. It can be an illness. It can be I don't know something, uh, an accident. So in my case, was a diagnosis. I was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2019 out of nowhere and that was very shocking for myself and for everyone in my life my family and so on and the first thing that you do when you when we are faced with life crisis right with situations that don't go as we 
want situations to go, we feel this tendency of fighting and going like we feel that somebody is against us. Somebody, we have a goal and somebody is trying to get in the mm-hmm. way and we're fighting our way through, you know, like we are on a river on a boat and we paddle against the current. Mm-hmm. So literally we're paddling against the current of life, which means we are so focused on the outside, on the exterior of or that object, that end goal, that we forget to look inside and stop and pay attention to other things. So that is when life summons you to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So life, you know, there are little things. I'm going to quickly uh, make a point to another point, just give an example. So there are little things that happen in our lives. Like sometimes someone triggers you. You have a person. It, Life puts a person in your life that gives you a little trouble. You're like, oh, that person, you know, that that, that always gives me or a situation or something, little things that are happening. And what do we do? We ignore them. Mm. Like, yeah, that person is whatever. We start to build bigger walls. We start to take actions um, against that person. We're like, I'm going to do better next time. So we don't really pay attention to these little signs along the, the way. And then life says what? says you know what okay i'm gonna put you in the corner you know i'm gonna put the brakes on you and now let me deal with this yeah Mm. so this is what life does it kind of goes and say okay this is what a life crisis is and in a nutshell so people instead of paying attention people start to fight more and in my case, um, of course, I was very lucky. I undergone three brain surgeries, by the way, in 12 months. And I currently have, yeah, it was, wow. it's, it's incredible. Um, I actually mm-hmm. wrote a book. It's not published. I finished it. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because uh, I'm also sending it to different publisher and I'm looking at ways to get it published. But the reason I'm mentioning it is that it helped me so much with the healing, if you want to call it, process mentally, emotionally, physically, to write about it. Um, Mm. So that really, really helps a lot. And um, it's important if anyone is going through this, it would really help them get put it behind. That's why I I feel like I moved on so quickly uh, from that, Mm. you know. That's amazing. Yeah, it's very important. I would certainly recommend it. Um, And I'm I'm making a parenthesis. I'm deviating a little bit from the main questions. No, 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 no. Um, It's, um, and I actually forgot what we were talking about, but you're going to remind me. (laughs) It's okay. It's normal with the conversation. Yeah. So just, so So, just how, so we're in that part about how some people fall into actually these crises and that's what eventually gets them to go inside and connect with themselves. And, but how can we do that even if we're not going through a crisis? Because we're not paying attention to these, these little triggers and these little things. How can we start to pay attention to them so that we're not experiencing this huge event to force us into connecting with ourselves? Absolutely. The first thing is to intentionally um, start to ask questions to question the things that you carry within yourself, the things that you repeat, the things that you keep saying to yourself all the time. These are the beliefs. It's all about the belief system because that is why I I also, I talk a lot about in my post and in my courses about visible and invisible. So everything that we experience, everything that we interact, everything that's happening around us is a result of something that we don't see. And Mm -hmm. that thing that which we don't see is our 
thoughts, our thoughts, and our thoughts are based on our belief system, the things that we take for granted, the things that we absorb as little children, um, and and we bring along with us and we reinforce as we grow, we reinforce these beliefs, right? And we we make them grow and grow and linked to uh, what we're talking, people looking outside and focus on, on, on goals and achieving things. It's something that starts when we're little because when you're a little, little baby or two, three years old, you play in the house and your, parent, your parents tell you to put your toys away and you put your toys away and they start clapping and they validate you and they encourage you and they go mm. like, oh my God, that's so great. You're so good, such a good girl. And then you go do it again just to get that, reaction again out of them so this is literally how we are wired to act um, based on our Mm. uh, we need external validation we need someone to tell us that we're good we chase shiny things we want to you know make our family proud our parents proud or whatever Um, so there is always something emotive in the background yeah Mm. and that is usually yeah and that is how we go through life we're talking about beliefs, wired to do these things. And some of these things, of course, are not ours. Some of these things, you know, you should um, marry and have children by 40 or 50 or 30 or whatever. You should go to school. You should uh, first do this, uh, get good grades, then get married, then da, da. And the society sets a certain way that we should navigate through life. Well, I'm here. I raised my hand. I did it all the way upside down. I married when I was very young. I had my son when I was 19. I got divorced when I was 26. I studied. I went to uni when I was in my 30s. I changed careers from financial accountant to fitness and wellness in my late 30s. Yeah, 39. And I moved country twice. So I did it like... I love that. So it, it was a series of bold decisions, if you want to call it. But this is this is it. This is what brought me here right now. Because... You know, you start to question the status quo. You start to question what is real, what is not real. Why am I doing this? So I guess the answer is starting when you start to realize that something isn't right. And I guess that starts with you. Really, it starts to, first of all, paying attention to how you feel. Are you doing something just because it needs to be done? Or are you truly enjoying that thing that you're doing? Are you doing this because... Yeah, it looks shiny and it's, it's, it's a nice thing to have. So here I am, I have it. And then inside you're like, okay, so what's next now, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really about, it starts with how you feel, paying attention to how we feel because we are all focused on the outside, you see? Oh, yeah. We are all focused on the outside. And there is, um, I'm going to quickly share, it's, it's, it's a joke actually, it's one of the things that the lecturer I said in one of in one of my lectures, and he took a while to say it, but I'm going to say it very quick. The gods had a convention, yeah, the gods, all the gods in the in the universe, and they were worried mm-hmm. that human race is about to find out what is the big secret of life, right? And so they were trying to find ways to hide it. And someone says one of the gods said, "Okay, let's hide it at um, the depth of the deepest sea. Uh, I'm sure they will never find it there." They're like, "Mm, okay, Uh, one of them said, yeah, but I'm sure that with the way the humanity is going right now, they're going to find the technology and they're going to dive very deep. And I'm sure before you know it, they'll find the secret at the depth of the sea. Okay, say, okay, let's find something else. Another one comes later and he goes, yeah, let's hide it at the top of the highest mountain where there's no oxygen and people cannot go there, da, 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 da. And 
this other one comes and says, yeah, but I'm sure there is a way that people will soon build a technology available to go up there and find it. So they will find it. And then what? We'll be out of, we'll be out of job. We'll be out of work. Mm. <laughs> and then one of them says, you know, I know where to find it. I know where to hide it. You know, let's just hide it under their nose, you know, inside of <laughs> themselves, because that's where they would never look. And that's you know? the truth, right? And that's the truth. <laughs> and I think, I, I think that's, I love that story because I think it really sums up a lot of us in terms of how we look at life and how we place our attention in our external reality, like you said, to validate us, to give us acceptance for the things that we're doing. When realistically and in reality, the truth is that we are our best guidance system and inside of us is our is our best ability to do the things that we really want and have all the tools to do what we want is within inside of us. But Absolutely. it's that it's that's that fear in a sense that stops us from connecting there. It's the, like you said, that belief systems that we've kind of been ingrained in our mind that have prevented us from taking that step into going within ourselves. And I think what you said about just becoming aware of how you're feeling is a really great way to begin this process because it's starting to realize where is my resistance? Where am I not happy? Why do you think people and this is a this is a deep question but why do you think that people why do you think that people don't listen to that don't listen to that voice that is telling them they're unhappy this is not good for them why do you think that they choose not to listen or do you think it is mm. more so not so much a choice but just a they think that they have to stay in that regardless they think they have no other choice so they just stay where they are stay stuck yeah, it's it's a great question, Emma, and it is in deep indeed. And I can I can I already I have so many you know ways that I could go at this uh, in my mind. You know, sometimes again it goes with the conditioning and the environment in which we are used to be, mm. um, and sometimes people they choose. They choose familiar. They choose the familiarity. You see, people, even, even though you have a problem and you know it's there and you're suffering because of it, right? You are not, you are afraid to do the right thing or make a choice to get out of that situation, let's say, because you got used, you found ways to cope with it. Mm. And you are more used to the problem then you want to accept a new solution. So you are, people are afraid of the new. People are afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And they do know, everybody gets a lot of inspiration. Oh yeah, look at this nice quote. Oh, this is so inspiring. I'm going to, you know, this and that and that. But then they go back half an hour later, back to everything that they already know. Why? Because it's more familiar and it's more secure. And from my own experience working with people as a life coach and as a fitness coach and nutrition coach, I know that people, sometimes they seek, they, have you ever, do you ever know anyone who's, they tend to go in back into a kind of a sadness, like into a downwards roller coaster, and they go about how terrible their life is, and they're always Oh yeah, I, I used to be that person. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 definitely, in my oh, teens, right. yeah, 100%, yeah. it was like, like down, 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 down. And I would complain about my life, complain mm-hmm. about everything that was bad around mm-hmm. me. 
Yeah. Sometimes, I'm not saying that this was your case, but I've seen it in many ways. People are doing this because it feels more familiar to feel sad Mm -hmm. than feel happy. Mm -hmm. They are better at feeling sad than feeling happy. If something great happens in your life, you are happy, but then not for a while. It just goes, not for a long time. It just goes away quickly. But if Mm -hmm. you're sad, ooh, you amplify that sadness a lot. Definitely, definitely. And it has to do, you know what? We are actually chemically wired like that, Emma. It's because we, as we are raised, the internal environment is something that feels familiar to us. It's an energy, a vibration. You know that already. We feel we feel that even though that energy is not a high energy, it's not a high resonance, but it feels familiar to us and somehow we are attracted to that. And of course, I'm not even going to go into the details that that may attract you the, the same kind of relationships, the same kind of mm-hmm. people, the same oh, kind of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. So it, it, is, it has to do um, with the way that we are actually wired and maybe the environment in which we we grow or we start to adopt some beliefs and some things as little children even though we don't know what what's happening in our lives even you can be two years old or three years old or even one year old if something happens um in your family in your environment that he creates that sort of energy you don't know what it means but as you grow up you will recreate that because it feels familiar to you Mm. And you carry it with you and you eat unconscious, you don't know it. Mm. So that's why that's why then that's why the 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 war, the inner war comes and says, mm. oh, there's an inner war inside of me. Why? Because I know I'm not supposed to be in this relationship, but why can I not go? Oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I know, yeah, many of us have. I know the situation is not good for me but why am I being here why can I not just take the decision and it's answering the question as to why people are afraid not to to are afraid to look inside or are afraid to um, take the decision to change their lives it's because they're used to the familiar they are used they already know they they know the they know the demon you know mm. they know how to tame it they know how to uh, deal with it they found coping mechanisms eating, drinking, whatever some of them I'm not saying, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So people find different coping mechanisms to deal with these issues. And, yeah, they um, the the sad part, you know, the sad part is that they disconnect from Mm. whatever that is. Mm. They, they, They are there. They know it's dead, but they're still there. And I think that's why when we bring some of this kind of things up to people, you know, bring it to their awareness that they're, they're stuck here. It's like the biggest trigger for them to hear that because it is just to them, they don't, they're afraid. And what triggers us, like you said earlier, what triggers us is there to teach us. Absolutely. And that's what it was definitely for me when I was experiencing this in my life, when I was younger, it was, Anytime anyone would say, Emma, do you not think, you know, this is your difficult situation that you're going through that's making you act this way and mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And it was all of my triggers that 
were happening in that situation that made me go angry, get even more angry and say, you can't say that about me. You can't do this about me. Yeah, and yeah. then you realize that, that it's trying, it's the universe really trying to teach you something. And then, like you said, you're put through a huge life crisis and then you, and then you sort of learn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm taking your paddles. I'm taking your paddles, put them in the boat and just sit there quietly yeah, and let me yeah. take you where you need to go. And then you listen. And, <laughs> and then and you listen. Definitely. And that's why I think it's important for the work that we do, right? Is to help people. And obviously we're all on our own timelines and everyone's got to experience things in their own way. But it's also, let's bring this awareness to people so that they don't have to go through these huge life crises so that they begin to become aware of the smaller triggers and the smaller reminders that the universe is trying to show them, right? Absolutely. That's that's the mission. Uh, that's, that's the aim. And we can only share our own experiences um, and what we we stand as a testimony to to this life and how mm-hmm. you know how you navigate it and some people will benefit uh, certainly from this and maybe can even change their lives mm-hmm. you know maybe what if you can have a positive impact in on one person that actually needs to hear that right now and they're ready because they need to be ready that's the thing totally totally they need to be ready <clears throat> and how so those people that are on that kind of edge right now because there'll be a lot of people like this right now I've spoke to a lot of people like this right now that their awareness is opening and they're starting to see the truth they're starting to see how their life truly is and the triggers that are showing up as a reflection of themselves but they don't know how to take the action to start moving forward because you know with these big life crises crises Mm. it's it's kind of a trigger that's so big that it, it forces you into action in a way. You know, you go, you go to therapy or you have to do something like that. Whereas if it's smaller reminders, but the awareness is there, but people are thinking, how do I take that action? Because nothing's like forcing me to take the action. I don't really know where to go. So what would you say are like two of the key steps that they can do to start creating that and taking that action to actually begin to move forward? Okay, I will. Um, I, I have to say that in in my case, I have been my own kind of guide <laughs> throughout my life to the crazy the decision. Best way. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking about it. Um, so I, I have been exposed to many, many little triggers and bigger triggers and life crises as well. And um, the the reason that I managed to navigate this. Like you said, it's a call for a tremendous transformational mental, emotional, and physical change when you come to a big life crisis, right? And it mm. requires all your attention, 100%. Mm. And not just that, but it requires for you to tear down everything and build yourself back up again. And when I say build yourself, I mean your beliefs, question, redefine yourself, and you go through phases of, of identity crisis, and you you like you start doubting who am I? So you're gonna go through these phases when you do this work, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to. The identity crisis will come when you start to act to actually because what happens is um, your question was some people will notice these changes, yeah, and they're at the edge. Not necessarily something huge has happened to them. Maybe something you know small things, small triggers. Um, I navigated through that myself, um, but. I strongly recommend if, you know, I used to read a lot and I've been reading for the last eight years, the connection between the mind and body. I've created programs and I'm working on something which will be ready um, 
probably around mm. September. So I'm very okay. passionate about these things. Um, yeah, I'll let you know more details about that. But the, the point is that I managed to help myself through this journey. And I have joined some group, some, you know, as humans, we, let me use the word heal, we heal better in communities, mm-hmm. in little churches. We need a space to feel safe to work on these things. And if you have no idea of where to start, you definitely need someone to guide you, even for a little, a few, you know, for a little while until you can understand how to go about it. My my suggestion would be to reach out to someone who you can actually feel that you can connect to, you know, like someone who can guide you, some like a coach or something like that. But the first thing is, if I can just say without that, just by yourself, after becoming aware, you need to be open and get curious about what's happening as opposed to starting to judge, oh, this is bad or they are bad or this is not right or this is wrong because this is also beliefs about what's right, what's wrong, what should and what shouldn't. That's the problem. That's why we're stuck Mm. because we have an idea that life should be lived in a particular way well you're stuck in a box if that's what you believe so you need to be open openness is very key and no judgment and just get curious like know that that you will be on a journey to discover yourself so you're Mm going to start to okay i'm on a journey this is going to be you know interesting of course it's not always going to be pleasant because you're going to have to ask yourself unpleasant questions and you're going to have to face them. But that, again, depends on how willing are you to change the things that are hurting you? How willing are you to get to know yourself? Because, again, in order to connect with yourself and connect with others and make peace between your mind and your emotions, you need to be willing to understand yourself first. Mm. So you need to find a way, get you know, uh, start a quest of understanding yourself getting to know yourself this is what everybody says all the teachers spiritual uh, even uh, Shakespeare said it know thyself right is very very important because why because you are going to sleep with yourself you're going to brush your teeth you're going to eat with yourself you're going to be with yourself the whole for the rest of your life mm-hmm. so we are running away from ourselves we are just um, a kind of how can I say it we, we fall prey to the system the system takes over and there's no awareness. So the first thing is really to be open. You need to be really willing and open. Otherwise, you will not be able to to go on this because you will find roadblocks. If you start to judge yourself, you know, you, you'll, you'll find a hard time. Mm, and definitely. it's all about acceptance. I can, in my case, I, the first thing I went through, it's, resisting and blaming the first thing i started to blame everyone that's what we all do yeah so when something happens bigger or smaller the first thing we do we start blaming people we point a finger outside everybody's fault and then we start to point a finger inside and we say oh that's that, that, my fault and then what do you do you either start to build bigger bridges and bigger uh, walls around your right. heart to protect yourself for the next time right or you say okay this doesn't blaming thing doesn't change the situation doesn't change. Anybody doesn't help anybody. So what else do I have to do? I will accept it. I will be courageous enough to face it and to accept it. Once you accept it and you're open and you know 
that there is no enemy. That's rule number one to me. And it's not a rule, it's natural. There is no enemy because when, and this is something that people also said a lot to me, you're a warrior because I've been through this and that and you're a warrior and you're a fighter and you're so strong, da, 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 da. And I respect that and I love that and I'm grateful for all the wonderful people. But I never felt like I fought anyone. I, there was no fight. I, there was no, there was, as at the beginning, there was this um, resistance and then there was the blaming. But then I started to realize that it doesn't satisfy me. So mm-hmm. what do I do? Yeah. I'm someone to change my life. What do you want to do? Do you want to be bigger was like I said before, or do you want to take this on? You know? So I accepted, I surrendered. I realized that there is no enemy outside of me. The only enemy is inside of me. That's why the war exists. And the enemy is between your mind and your heart because your yes. heart says something and your mind says something else. And that's why, ah, but I want that, but I want that goal, but I wanted, I had so many plans for my business. Oh my God, I wanted to do this and that and that and that. And I had this legacy planned. Ah, and then, but you can't do it because this is what's happening. I don't know if I can ever do it. So what do you do? You accept it. You realize that there is no one, no one uh, against you. There's no one that's trying to fight you. It's, it, there's only love and life is there for you is not against you and once you have this attitude and you understand that life everything around you is trying to guide you towards your joy towards your happiness towards yourself that's that's the attitude that i had and if there is one medicine that covers everything especially when we talk about physical healing illnesses um, and things like that is self-love Mm-hmm. I know it sounds, um, you know, but it is. It's about embracing yourself, embracing all the parts of you that needs love. Like if you would see a friend that is ill or they're going through something really, what do you do to them? You comfort them. You're there for them. You show up for them. You nurture them. You listen to them. Yeah? You pay attention. That's what you need to do for yourself. So all the things that you expect other people to do for you, you need to give them to yourself. That is what self-love is in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. no judgment, of course. So this is one most important thing because what? If this happens a lot in, in the mentality of people going through physical illnesses like tumors and stuff like that, you know, oh, I'm going to fight that sucker and I'm going to go and I'm going to da 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 you know? And that's fine. If that works for them, that's fine. But chemically, inside of you, there is a work. Mm. and that's not going to help with your healing because in the background yeah because Mm. in the background there is the attitude of war Mm. I really love this perspective because I resonate so much with it in terms of stepping out of that anger and really stepping into that love and that's the thing the anger helps for a while to give you a sense of knowing that you want to get through this it gives you that kind of adrenaline to know that you want to get through this rather than that giving up and that sort of thing so that anger kind of gives you that that adrenaline to start going through it but when you really want to heal when you really want to show up the anger just is so detrimental to your being to who you truly are and it doesn't allow you to to heal but we're so easy to think that anger is the natural thing that we should be feeling it's actually emma you know it it gives you momentum 
Let's say mm-hmm. that. It gives you momentum. And for something, if something is like this, imagine a straight line, it's balanced, mm-hmm. nothing is happening. But when anger goes heavier, whoosh, what happens? It gives you some momentum. Something okay. is out of balance. So that's when you're going to get into, into the motion of taking action. So it's mm-hmm. good to use all the emotions. I'm not, I'm not saying that if you feel angry or if you feel whatever you feel, validate your emotions. You know, it's just that it's a higher resonance. It's not that good. That is good, and that is that feeling is good, and that feeling is bad. It's just that it's important for people to understand that your thoughts create emotions in your body. There's a chemical reaction instantly, right? If you see a movie or you see something, chemical patterns and mm-hmm. neural patterns are forming to your brain, and then your brain communicates with your body, and you start crying, right? That's how it works. So that's a clear example of how your mind and your thoughts are affecting your physical body. And therefore, the more toxic emotions, the more toxic thoughts we have, the more we dive in grief, in anger, in sorrow, in jealousy, in all these emotions, the more we emphasize them, we create a chemical soup within our body. Our Mm -hmm. cells are swimming in that. Mm -hmm. And what do you think is going to happen with your health? I'm here. Look, I'm, totally. I'm a testimony. Yeah, so I raise my hand. I'm only talking. Don't do what I did. <laughs> do what I say. <laughs> no, I totally, I totally agree with you. I love what you said there about anger being that momentum because it really is. But it's, it's not a long term solution to solving the the healing process to no. being part of the healing process because. In my, in my belief, and I'm sure you would agree with me, the only way we can really heal anything, like yes. anything, is yes. through love, is through the heart. And I that know. is one of the hardest places to get ourselves in, right? That love state, that connection with the heart, listening to the heart over the mind. So how did you really begin yeah. to channel that? How did you begin to start to listen to the heart over your mind? Because our mind is powerful. Yes, it is powerful. But, um, and everybody says that. And um, people have this conception that, yeah, the mind is the most powerful computer. Da, 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 da. Of course it is because everything designed, all computers, all phones, all technologies designed <laughs> based on the mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so of course it's powerful, but when you co- couple that with your heart, that is even more powerful. Mm-hmm. So the aim for me, the biggest, um, the biggest moment was I, when I fully accepted myself. So if I would be the two biggest moments in my life was when I surrender, when I realized that there's nothing to fight against, that was the major and it was at the beginning. And then towards later on, after the surgeries and I was recovering, it was the full self-acceptance and wholeness. I felt whole within myself and I felt whole as I was. I, I felt complete. I felt accepted and I felt love. And that was self-love, self-acceptance. And that, that made it as a whole. And what I want to make here, I know that both of these times, I did nothing. You see, there was no action. There was just acceptance. Mm. You see, so that's very important. Sometimes it's not the action, you know, because people are talking about doing. Let's, how about just accepting what is and looking at it and allowing it to be, mm. right? Mm. That's, that's very, very important. And I, you were, you asked me something. I, again, I deviate a lot. Um, let's, blame no, it, no, let's, no, blame it on, let's blame it on the brain surgery. Can we still have a few months <laughs> until the end of the year? Okay. No, I love, I think 
the whole purpose of this podcast is to share your soul and what's coming up is what's, <laughs> is what's meant to come up regardless of the questions that I ask. Oh, so, um, no, 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 then, your question was, I wanted to address your question because it was really good and it was really helpful. I think, um, uh, oh, how do people get in tune with the, with the voice yes, in their heart? Beautiful, how do people beautiful. create that connection? Because exactly. you know, there's a lot in the, in the community as well and spiritual community of like that heart brain connection. And I, yes. I find it so powerful. So how can it people is. start to not just listen, but trust that voice over yeah. trusting the voice of the ego of the mind, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. So as we said, it ideally would be to create our body and our existence to create a space for this mind, which is super powerful, and our heart, which is also very powerful. And it has neurons, by the way, you know, um, as well as has been, um, you know, in, um, proved in science, they discovered neurons in the heart, which means the heart has its own memory and it's things on its mm-hmm. own. But the idea is to create a space where these two can exist in a in a beautiful like a beautiful marriage mm-hmm. that is how i like to call it the brain and the heart should always exist in harmony because what is the brain is our intelligence yeah our memory our intelligence right and that is what it's fears it's all the things that we know is everything that we have programmed and that is why it's, it's also based on our visual on our sensory everything that we see outside we tend to believe what we see if i don't see it i don't believe it da, 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 and all of that right so um when we see that but then your heart is telling you something else <laughs> you get confused isn't it mm-hmm. all right so how about when we learn to find a balance so in our daily life, we will be summoned. Sometimes we will use our brain more than we will use our heart, right? And it's not about just using the heart or ignore the brain. I, I, would, I would say it's about using both equally. Again, it's about a marriage and respect. Is it, think about a marriage. What is a marriage about? It's about respect. What happens if the wife or the husband does whatever and without the husband knowing wife? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be conflict, which is what we experience. So the whole point is to be able to find the balance between exercising your daily this, this the daily decisions, the things that you do every day, using both of them. Mm. Open your heart. And I love what you said is about closing the door to fear and opening the door to faith. Mm-hmm. And these things are not happening overnight. No. It's like any muscle. Yes, it's like any muscle, you have to flex it. It's the same thing. That's why I talk a lot about visible and invisible fitness because physical and there is also this invisible fitness, all these muscles that we need to flex. And faith is not something that's going to happen overnight. Mm -mm. You have to be open to it, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Faith is not based on logic. Nope. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't have reasoning, but you know you have an open mind, you have faith, you know that life is with you, is not against you. So therefore, how can you not have faith mm. if you know that, if you're grounded in that truth and you know that life is for you, is not against you? And why? If you know people are afraid of dying, are afraid of all these things, well, we're all going to go there one day. That's where we're heading, right? Does that mean that life is bad? No. Life is with us. It's a normal, natural process. So the whole point is to really open your heart to faith and find a way because why because if you think of if you think of your um mental 
intelligence and your emotional intelligence as two circles, right? So picture that. And then you bring them closer together and they intersect. Like they create a place where they intersect. That is where you find emotional wisdom. When you learn to use equally your intelligence and your emotional and your mental intelligence in, you know, exercise that and make sure you include both, you you weigh both sides, that's when you develop this muscle, which is called wisdom. And that's how you are able to go through life guided by these two powerful things that we have. We, we are given this. This is our birthright. Is our will. The problem is that we have free will in this life. We can choose which thoughts we can entertain. We can choose which actions to take. Nobody has a gun to our head and telling us, you need to do that, that, right? Unless that happens. So this is called free will. How? Why do we not want to exercise? We don't because we fall prey to this um, system, to the thinking patterns, the automatic thinking patterns, looking outside. Um, Oh, that's beautiful. So powerful. And I love, I love what you're saying there because it's, it's so true. It's so true that we, this is our truest nature. This is our real nature to be in this state of love, to be in this state of being able to choose our emotions. But because we're so convinced that we can't choose our thoughts, you know, we're, we're a victim to our thoughts. And because of that, our external reality starts showing us situations which just validate that same thing. But the only reason it's showing us is because we're already believing that in our minds. You know, we said beliefs creates thoughts and they also create that reality. And I think Absolutely. it's so powerful that what you said there about really beginning to merge those two parts of ourselves so that we have we know that we have the power to choose those thoughts, right? Absolutely, absolutely. The moment you realize that you are only responsible for your thoughts, you are not responsible for my thoughts, you're not responsible for my action, you're not responsible for what I do and what I say. You are responsible for your thoughts because your thoughts will create your emotions and your emotions will push you into action. That's how the invisible becomes visible, right? Mm -hmm. I am hungry. I'm thinking, I'm hungry, I'm feeling I'm hungry. Okay, so I'm feeling the emotion. I'm thinking, oh, I want to eat. I'm feeling I'm hungry, then I'm going to eat. So that's mm-hmm. how you convert it. That's a simple example. But, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you know, there everything happens this way. Everything that you have there will happen. Some things will happen unconsciously, though, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's... for example, I can give you a super quick example here. If when you were little, you were abandoned, right? Usually people who are um, abandoned or children who are um, adopted, they always have a very low self-esteem and they will never feel there is a tendency that they will never feel good enough no matter what they do. So as you grow up with that belief, you what do you start to do? You start uh, being afraid to speak your truth because you are afraid people will leave you right? You will be afraid to be honest in your relationships because you are afraid that people will, you know, you will have conflict. So you're going to be afraid of conflict. You will affect your confidence at work and in everything that you do. So you see how it affects everything. This is unconscious though, because mm-hmm. you'll be like, why this is happening to me? Why is this happening to me again and again and again? But you don't realize why. Mm-hmm. And that's where, yeah, that's the bit where you really need to start getting curious about these things as you said earlier and becoming more aware of how these 
how these subconscious beliefs are, like you said, the invisible are really influencing the things that we do in our day-to-day lives. Everything. That's why I like to call it this invisible fitness. It's all about becoming aware of these muscles. Where is my honesty? Why can I not tell this person right now in this moment and address this discrepancy, this conversation? What am I afraid of? I'm afraid that they're going to say or they're not going to talk to me again. So what's wrong with that? Well, I'm afraid that I'm not going to have friends. Well, what kind of friends do you want to have? Real friends or fake friends? Oh, I'd rather have fake friends than having true friends. You know what I mean? This kind of things. So. These little bits that point out our kind of, what kind of decisions you make in your life? What kind of friends do you have? What are you afraid of? Do you know your fears? Are you aware of your fears? Do you spend time to think about them and how to overcome them? Are you aware of your energy? How do you spend your energy? Do you spend your energy analyzing the past a lot? Where do you leak? Do you have many leaks, places where your energy leaks? Why do you allow your energy to leak there and not focusing somewhere else? Because it's more, because I got so good at it that it just does it for me. Mm. I don't even have control over it anymore. See? Mm. Oh, that was powerful. So powerful. And I think (laughs) it's really going to help people bring that level of awareness to them because I think that's the biggest step. And the biggest part of the process is just getting that awareness. You've done 90% of the work getting that awareness. Awareness is really, to be honest with you, awareness is just like I've had this discussion with someone before. Mm. It's like scratching the surface, really. Mm. It's just snapping out of the pattern. Totally. It's snapping out of the pattern. And awareness, you become aware of it. And then you need to be willing to go through it. You need to be willing and ready for the change. Unfortunately, what happens is that people, we don't change until we are summoned to, you know. Mm. Why should I change now? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that person is annoying. Oh, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Why do I need to go it's through like the trouble? It's like we said earlier, that life, that life crisis then comes in and it's like, right now you've got to fucking it's, change. Like, exactly. <laughs> and it's, exactly. it's very loud at times. Um, <laughs> it's big. Yeah, exactly. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you or work with you? Oh, um, what I will, I, I will, um, I don't know if this is possible here on your, if you have links here, we can put them uh, in. Yeah, they'll all be in the show notes. They'll all be in the show notes. Amazing. So if, if any readers uh, know any people who have suffered from uh, brain uh, surgeries or had brain tumors or going through journey, things like that, I have a blog where uh, I have a website and on my website I have a, um, a blog where I write in so much detail about my experience and I go into very personal uh, details and I'm sure that readers will really connect emotionally. They will actually be able to feel what I what I actually experienced myself. So there is a lot in there. That's why I didn't want to uh, spend the time talking about that here because if everybody anybody wants to listen, they can just go there and have a look on the website um, at the blogs. I also have... Um, my Instagram account, where uh, my platform, where I communicate with people there. Uh, but my website would be also um, the main. I have a lot of, um, I'm working on some courses and I have some workshops um, where I talk about different aspects and how to, um, you know, uh, tackle or if you want or how to approach this journey. Um, because it's, it's really, really, it starts with you. It starts with a willingness. It starts with, something will get it into motion. Remember that that anger, that moment, that breakup, that's something that will happen that will get you like, oh, I don't want this to happen again to me. So unless it's really painful, people don't tend to change a lot. 
And people not change because it's not about change. It's about starting to discover and connect mm-hmm. with themselves. If people are happy, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you have some parts of your life that you're unhappy and something is bothering you and there are things that you suffer for, there's no need to settle with the suffer. You're not here to suffer. You're here to enjoy life profoundly. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you should not allow emotions to, um, you know, whatever emotions you have, go through them. There is, there's a, I can do a whole podcast on emotions and body reaction and illnesses and all of that. Um, but the main point is, yeah, is um, focus, start, start within, start within, mm-hmm. be willing, don't be afraid to look within. Mm. just just attend attend show up for yourself you know that part of yourself in the past like a friend you know if there is a part of you that is lost inside of you in the past and you know something's happened there bring bring that person back Mm. like like you would bring a friend go and guide them here don't Mm. waste energy in the past because we waste energy there we waste energy in the past totally so if anyone's feeling like resonating with with this especially then head to the show notes and you can find some ways to to get involved. And I just want to honor you for the things that you're doing because you're doing such a, I really reached out to you on Instagram because I just absolutely fell in love with your energy. And I think what you're Thank doing you. is so important, especially in this area when it comes to to actually going through these illnesses, going through these processes in our lives where we're experiencing some really hard stuff with our physical body. Um, oh my God, yeah. that's sometimes the hardest thing to navigate and uh, especially when you want to navigate it in a way that enables you to heal it so thank you for doing what you are doing and I just want to finish up with one final question that I ask all yes. of my guests and that's yeah. to share a message from your soul so whatever comes up for you intuitively now that someone might need to hear I uh, just one word is love mm-hmm. that's 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 the one word that comes honestly love love is everything we are love Love is, we're swimming in love. We are swimming in love. We are love. We are it, you know. We are the sea. Yeah, that's what we are. Um, and that's, that's, that's the kind of word that I want to say. But there is one more message I would like to uh, share with everyone because I know, as we talked in the beginning, everybody is focused on the outside, on those goals, and they get frustrated. Why don't I get those goals and all of that? My message is that, when you understand after you work with yourself and you look inside yourself and you accept yourself as you are and you realize that you don't need anything external to fulfill the greatness of what you already are because you are amazing and once you understand that you you don't need to be defined by the outcome of these goals then you will also understand that when you set goals you don't set them because you want the happiness that is at the end of the goal because you know that a human the, the, the need uh, the personal growth and transformation it's a human need right and therefore you know that you set goals not because of the shiny things at the end of the goal but because the very process of growth and transformation as you go to the goal is what makes you happy Mm. this is how it's in there that's the happiness it's in the journey it's in that process not at the end Mm. 
that's what we need to beautiful i love that and thank you so much for coming on it's been such a pleasure having you on and thank thank you you for sharing and make sure you if you're listening to this and you're resonating make sure to check out the show notes to contact marie and get involved with things like that so thank you so much thank you so much thank you see you later goodbye everyone Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you feel even more inspired to share your soul and live a limitless life. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you love this episode and head to the show notes to find out how you can get even more involved with the community. I'll see you next time for another soulful episode. See you later.